I would not feel like I was truly being your good friend if I didn't at least say to you that you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your kids to at least try getting professional help. This week on The Hitch Podcast, what in the world are you supposed to say if your friend tells you they want to get a divorce? Dr. Karen Sherman gives us the script. Stay tuned. Would you like $500? Who wouldn't? We are giving away $500 gift card to online jeweler Brilliance. Entry is as simple as following or liking us on one of the social networks. All the details are on our homepage, hitchedmag.com, and this giveaway will run through June 2013. If you join the Hitched Wine Club this month, you're automatically entered to win. Plus, you get a free $50 bottle of Napa wine automatically with your new membership. So don't wait. Visit hitchedmag.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am once again joined with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hello, Steve. <laughs> uh, so, Karen, for those tuning in for the first time, or maybe you just forgot from last time, uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist uh, in relationships and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. She is the author of multiple books, including Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, as well as the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, she has just released a new really amazing program called From Fight to Foreplay, and you can get more information at her website, from fighttoforeplay.com. But today, we are going to talk about, um, well, we're actually going to respond to um, a little message we got from somebody who said um, their friend is considering divorce and they're just not quite sure what they should do about that. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, when we get these little messages and, and, and notes and things, we don't get the full story. We're not, um, they're not on a couch giving us all the details. Um, right. So we're going to make some assumptions as we usually do, but we're going to do it with the best intentions. Um, so my first assumption is that uh, this friend has told them this information um, but we're not quite sure if they were actually soliciting advice or not. Um, mm -hmm. If they haven't solicited advice, uh, should they give it? Mm. I think that's a really good question, Steve. And I think that probably should be the first question that the friend asks. You know, um, you know, I think the first thing to do is to validate that this must be a really hard thing for the individual, let's let's give them names. It'll, it might be a little bit easier. Okay, <laughs> sure. so let's say that the who should we name the person getting divorced? Uh, I, uh, okay, we'll call the the divorcee person uh, divorcee uh, Anne, and the friend is uh, the friend will be. Uh, well, we'll say the friend is Karen. Okay, it'll just okay. be easier that way. Okay, okay. so. So I think that the first thing that Karen has to do is to say, wow, Anne, this must be so tough for you. Because even if Anne is the one who has decided 
to um, ask for the divorce, it's still going to be tough. Sure. So, you know, I think that Karen has to say, wow, this must be so tough for you. And, you know, I think then Karen can say, you know, in, in what way can I help? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, would, would you like to talk about it a little bit? Um, I think that, you know, unless they're really, really good friends, um, it, it's hard to know where to go with this. So if they're really good friends um, and Anne is now saying, I finally decided, but we're going to assume if she's asking, what should I do? But, but even if, even if it is a good friend, I, yeah. I'm, I know that I'm, I'm not sounding very articulate here and I apologize for that because I'm just hearing these questions, but I think she's got to basically ask permission and okay. say, you know, can we talk about this a little bit? You know, Steve, so many times people come into my office and they will use the phrase, I'm in, I, I love my spouse. I'm not in love. Mm, yes. And I say, tell me a little bit more about that. And as we talk, it becomes very clear to me that what has happened to them is life. Um, you know, there's so many stressors in life. Generally, most couples have kids, there's financial pressures, there's all the technology that's supposed to make our life easier, but really interferes with us (laughs) connecting with each other. And if you don't make your relationship a priority, which is just so hard to do, um, you know, to really stay on top of it, you get disconnected. And as a matter of fact, 80% of the divorces that are filed are filed because of that sense of being disconnected. And what I tell people is that those feelings can come back. And so I think that, you know, if Anne says, yes, I'm willing to talk about this, or, you know, I I just feel like there's nothing left between us, or, you know, we're just so disconnected, her friend might offer her and say, you know, I've heard that that's true of a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I've also heard some other things where um, those kinds of feelings can come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even heard, which is true. I'm not going to say something now that I'm making up. Yeah, yeah. At couples who have been in difficult times, if they stick through it, five years later, they're they're fine again. Um, sometimes and, in some instances may even be better because yeah. they had to address the issues that were tearing them apart in the first place. Right. Right. Um, I think one of the main concerns, um, is the children, mm-hmm. obviously. So let's assume that Anne has children. Um, and so, you know, again, the friend can say, you know, have, have you thought about, you know, the impact on the kids? Now, what's typically going to be an answer, I think, um, is, well, you know, the kids are resilient and I deserve to be happy or the kids know that, you know, we're not happy together and it's not good for them to be brought up in a home where the, you know, parents aren't happy with each other. Mm-hmm. But there's other research that says kids would that's not accurate. Kids would rather be brought up in an intact family. What's not good for kids is um, a home where there's a huge amount of fighting 
and discord and conflict. And truth be told, if there is abuse going on in the home, that marriage should not last. Yeah. But the, so, but the, but the statement of, I love them, but I'm not in with, in love with them. Doesn't sound like that is an abusive no. scenario where the kids sh- would be shocked to stick around. No, absolutely not. The kids would be thrilled. Yeah. You know, you know, mommy and daddy work it out. So I, I think, you know, my, my rule of thumb for myself, mm-hmm. whether, you know, it'd be a friend and certainly in my therapy is I, I want to make sure that it's okay for me to go where I'm going to go, but I also have to care enough to be there to pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. So if this person is going to, um, bring up these very, very fragile subjects, um, she's got to be willing to not just sort of hit and run. She's got to be willing to talk her through it, to, you know, really be there for her, to offer the support and to talk her, you know, through the difficult times, the the can of worms that she's opening up. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, don't. Don't go there. Okay. Um, now, is there... If if you do decide that you want to go there, um, you, you you think that um, they're making a mistake. Maybe, maybe like we were talking earlier about how it being a, a, a close friend, um, so that you may have been hearing stories for the last you know twelve to twenty four months about the unhappiness, mm-hmm. uh, but you m- may have never thought like, well, that sounds like grounds for divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do want to say something like, well, um, you know, I, I actually don't think this is the proper way to go. Have you exhausted all the avenues of, of resolution or reconnecting? Um, is there something specific or a first step that um, they can take to help that friend? Well, you know, again, we're gonna, I'm going to go with your assumption that it's a good friend. Sure. And I think that if it were my good friend, what I would say to that person is I would not feel like I was truly being your good friend if I didn't at least say to you that you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your kids to at least try getting professional help. I don't think you have explored all your opportunities. I know that you're disgusted. I know that you're fed up. I know that you're tired. You know, I'd validate all those things. And then I'd say, but until you've explored every opportunity, you know, I don't think that you're being fair to yourself. And, and you know, six months from now, a year from now, you know, everything I hear from other people or from what I've read is that it's not easy being single. And, you know, you might look back, you know, right now you're really upset and it feels like getting out is the best thing to do. But, you know, divorce and the process of divorce is very, very painful, even though you are the one who wants the divorce, you know, presuming she is. Um, You know, I, I think that you at least owe it to yourself and to your children to do everything you can, because then at least divorce is still an option. But mm-hmm. if you pull the plug too soon, then you don't know if you've tried everything that you possibly could have tried. One of the one of the analogies that I love about um, therapy in general is um, if you were to go ask somebody, you know, uh, can can you run, you know, from here mm-hmm. to the corner? They will tell you like, yeah, of course I can run. I know how to run. I've been running my whole life since I was a kid. Right. Um, but if you were to ask them if they're like a world class 
runner, if they have world-class form, they would say, well, no, I mean, I would, I can't do that. I think the same applies with um, communication and relationships mm-hmm. where we've grown up, we've had relationships our entire lives. We've talked to people our entire lives, mm-hmm. but they haven't had the training to be able to communicate on that like top level um, to cut through the bad habits and um, the miscommunications and, and being heard or really being able to listen. Um, and that's what therapy provides. And so um, when people will, you know, think like, well, we've had every conversation, we've had every argument, um, we've talked about all the other scenarios, um, that doesn't mean that it's been effective. Um, and that's why there are professionals such as yourself who do what you do, because you know how to coach, you know how to train people to, to, to make those connections and bonds and be heard and to resolve conflicts and whatnot. Um, so if you guys are in that position or your friends are in that position to where um, they are, are, are just not open to that idea, maybe try and run that kind of a analogy past them uh, to see if I, that I think clicks. It's a great analogy. I think it's a great analogy. And the other part of it, of course, is that an outsider who isn't emotionally upset, you know, within the relationship is going to be able to hear things differently. I often feel that my job, you know, helping couples is I'm a translator Mm -hmm. because since I'm not emotionally involved, I can hear each of them much more clearly than either one of them are hearing the other person. So all I do is take what one person says and express it in different words so that the other person hears it. And they are willing to hear me because I'm not the one creating the emotional issue for them. Yeah. And then I, you know, I do the flip of it. So I think it's a great analogy, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, mo- moving forward here with this uh, little role-playing scenario, if, if the friend, um, if you tell your friend, like, you know, I really think you guys should uh, give it a shot and explore all these avenues um, and, and not give up on this. Uh, and uh, in this situation, Anne is the subject um, who's getting the divorce or saying they want the divorce. And they and Anne comes back and just says, "You know what? I'm sorry. It's it's too late. It's over." Um, at that point, should uh, Karen, the friend, uh, reply back or, or just you know let it go? Just say, "All right, well, I, I said my two cents. You go ahead and get get divorced. I mean, that's your own prerogative. You you deserve your own happiness. So go on." Well, the truth of the matter is, we can't ever change somebody else, can we? You know, um, I mean, even as a therapist, when I'm offering certain things, what I say to the person is, you know, I'm going to make this suggestion to you and hope I don't put it quite this way, but make this suggestion to you and hope that, you know, you, you know, you follow it. Because as we've talked, you know, that this is, you know, thing that you're saying would be the better thing to do. But if you don't do it, I'm still going to work with you, you know. So if the friend says, you know, I've heard you, but. I just I've had it and I'm not going to do it. If you're a good friend, you say, then I will support you in whatever way I can. You so, know, so it. don't, so don't push. I mean, what good is that going to do? Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, the only thing that maybe I would do again, depending on the relationship is I'd say, you know, would you mind very much? I love you so much. I care about you so much. I care about the kids and your husband so much. Would you mind very much if maybe, you know, this conversation has gotten very emotional. If I just tried maybe, you know, one more time to show you something, you know, when we're a little bit calmer, 
But again, I'm asking permission. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, unless somebody is willing to do something, you can't get them to do that. I mean, even if, you know, you get, you know, somebody, you know, gets their husband to come in for therapy. If, if he's not willing to do the work or vice versa, you know, he gets her to come in. It's not going to work. Yeah. Somebody has to be willing to make a change. Otherwise, they're not going to make the change. And you just brought up the husband. In this situation, uh, let's assume that you are um, good friends. Maybe you guys go out on couple dates a lot or whatever. So uh-huh. you're you're equally, you know, you're, the 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 wife might be your personal friend, but the husband is equally your friend. Um, mm-hmm. And if the wife Anne is saying like, you know what, it's done. Um, is it overstepping your bounds then to go to the husband and saying like, hey, I, I, you know, Anne opened up. She told me that she has given you, you know, assuming that, she, you know, the husband already knows that she wants a divorce or maybe not. I don't know. Um, is it overstepping your bounds to say like, hey, I think you need to make a change? I think that you're you're uh, going into rough territory there because yeah. I think that. And is probably not going to be much more willing to be your friend after that, you know. Um, you know, if you happen to be really, really, really good friends with the husband first, and then Anne happened to then mm. also get along with you, that might be a slightly different scenario. But I, I think that if Anne is the primary friend, um, she's going to really question that you've now sort of like gone behind her back. I think that that's a dangerous place to go. Mm, okay. Um, do you have, so let one last uh, little, I'm going to toss another final scenario at you here. So if a friend comes to you and says like, look, I'm, I'm getting divorced. Uh, what should be that like first 24 hour? How, how do you respond to that as a friend? Well, again, is this, totally a shock or is this that you've sort of seen it coming? I guess maybe what you could say is, you know, I, I sense that something was not going well. I I'm so sad to hear this. Do you feel like talking about it? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, from there that gives you entree to, um, you know, possibly having a discussion that can lead to more, um, possibilities. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, do you have any, uh, parting thoughts on this topic before we wrap it up, Karen? Well, you know, I, I am a marriage friendly therapist. Um, and again, I, can you, I'm sorry, can you explain to what that means to the listeners? I apologize. Thank you for stopping me on that. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, we could do a whole segment just on this, um, a lot of people, when they go, I'll try to do this real quickly. A lot of people, when they go um, to to a therapist, go into it blindly. They they don't know really what to look for, and certainly one of those areas is in marriage. So, unfortunately, a lot of times you go to a quote marital therapist who doesn't necessarily have the goal of keeping people together. Um, the stance is, well, you've got one life and you deserve to be happy. So if you're not happy, then it's okay to let, you know, to end the marriage. So the therapist is in the business of making their client happy, not necessarily keeping the marriage together. That's right. They don't see the couple as the client. Yeah. You know, the marriage as the client. Um, so I belong to a group 
um, that uh, the site was started by Bill Dougherty, who's very famous in the relationship world. I actually uh, uh, just interviewed him, and I'll have an interview up in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. And he started a site, although I think the site just went over to somebody else, and he's starting another group. I'm waiting to hear about that. But anyway, regardless, um, in order to be on that site, anybody who's on that site um, their credentials have to be checked. You don't just pay a fee like any of the other sites where you advertise. Mm-hmm. Your credentials have to be checked. And you have to sign a statement saying that you will really work to keep the marriage together. Now, obviously, you can't keep every marriage together. Some marriages shouldn't stay together. But your goal is to try to keep it together. And I have a couples come in here and say to me that they have gone to therapists who really they felt almost destroyed their marriage and that they were so relieved to know that I was working to help them keep their marriage together. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so the, the thing that I want to tell people is that with that mindset that I have, um, I don't necessarily, when I hear all sorts of very difficult problems, uh, either from one individual or from actions or from communication issues or whatever, say, ah, oh, you know, okay, this is difficult. You know, the marriage should end. There are lots and lots and lots of things that couples can do in order to have a good, solid relationship again. Mm-hmm. That's so great to hear too, Karen, um, being marriage friendly because, uh, so many people want their relationship. They want their marriage to work and they just don't know how to go about it. They don't even know where to start. Um, and I think you pointing out the fact that they should go to somebody who has their best intentions as a couple, first and foremost, um, is that great first step. Um, yeah. And you know, even if you don't go to that site, when people call up somebody to make an appointment, they can ask that question and yeah. just say, is your mindset, is your philosophy marriage friendly? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's an, an easy enough question to ask. Yeah, and we have an article on our site that um, I think you actually wrote it <laughs> a, a while. I don't remember. Um, yeah. It was a while back, but um, it's how to find a, a, a counselor or a marriage therapist, um, and it includes questions that you should ask, and that is definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, uh, using going back to that running analogy, it's like I want to run faster. I just don't know the first thing about how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I can try as hard as I want, but I need some professional help. So I think that's a great first step to take. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully uh, you guys listening um, are already staying in tune to your relationship, staying in tune to your marriage um, by listening to these podcasts and uh, reading what we have post on the website and the social networks and all those other things. So that's, I mean, we Hitched is not trying to be the emergency kit. Um, not that we won't help you find those resources. Uh, our goal is so that you never get to that point. Um, but sometimes it happens. So I'm glad that we're able to explore these topics, Karen. And uh, want to thank you very much, as always, for your time. Always a pleasure. Um, so before we uh, tune out this week, I want to remind you, you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationships and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, 
find it, keep it, and make it last. She has uh, recently um, launched a new program called From Fight to Foreplay. Uh, you can go to the website, from fighttoforeplay.com. It's all spelled out, uh, where you can watch a introductory video and uh, give Karen uh, just your email address and get some freebies to get started. That's uh, really great. Um, and then Karen, um, in addition to being on the Hitch podcast, actually hosts her own show. It's a radio show called Your Empowered Relationship. It is on the Sex Talk Radio Network. Uh, she has a new guest every Wednesday, and you can find that at Sex Talk's sextalkradionetwork.com um, and if you follow Karen by the way on uh, Twitter at, at Dr. Karen Sherman um, you you know Karen you're really great about tweeting out when, when you're going to go on air and things like that so uh, that's another way to find out about it uh, if you forget all this information you can find uh, Karen's contact stuff at Hitched uh, it's hitchedmag.com uh, I am on Twitter as uh, as well, Hitched Media. Um, you know, there's been a lot of stuff in the news about Tumblr being purchased by Yahoo. Uh, we have been on Tumblr for quite a while. Tumblr is actually not a new website. It's been around for a really long time. And uh, so check that out. Um, you can do a search for us there. Um, and the thing about Tumblr is we don't post the same thing on Tumblr that we post on the other social networks. So... Um, if you're curious, if you're interested to see what it has, check it out. Um, but that will, uh, that'll do it for us this week. So thank you one last time, Karen. My pleasure, Steve. And we'll see you next time. Okay, sounds good. Take care, everybody. The world is ours tonight.